feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Pressure was growing on Neil Lennon right from the start of the season. This season has been inept in so many ways. You know, the recruitment, the poor results, going out of the Champions League, out of the Europa League, being 18 points behind Rangers, who were so far behind. The renaissance of Steven Gerrard's Rangers, which shattered the dream of 10 successive titles. How can we be this far behind? It's not good enough. It's unacceptable. The Goal Radio Football Show. With OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Marvin Barkley. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808-1717-700 Well, you've heard the news all day. Neil Lennon departs Celtic on the day that Stephen Gerrard marks 1,000 days as the manager at Rangers. And they've got a huge game tomorrow night, Royal Antwerp. And there's a huge game this weekend. The captain of Livingston is with us. It's the League Cup final Sunday. Marvin Bartley. Marvin, thanks for joining us tonight. How are you feeling? You were training today. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, it's a huge game on Sunday. So, you know, the whole camp's excited and can't wait for it. Yep. And you know Neil Lennon well. How do you feel about your old gaffer? He was in the boss when you were at Hebs. What's your reaction today? Um, obviously a disappointment for him as a man but I, I don't think anybody's surprised um, you know if I'm totally honest I'm surprised it took this long to happen um, but yeah after you know losing on Sunday it was always going to happen and you know it's obviously time for Celtic a new era for somebody to come in and, and, and change things up a bit Barry Ferguson you came up against him as a player you know him well as a manager how do you feel about the Neil Lennon resignation today? Yes you don't like seeing just what Marv says there anybody lose their job um, I'm a surprise yes and no yes because the results have simply not been good enough uh, for Celtic and no because the, the type of character I, I thought he, he was wanting to go and stay there and show that he could maybe get Celtic through that but now Celtic have made the, uh, the decision they can now look forward and hopefully get a manager in because um, the rebuild now starts um, at this precise moment in time they just need to make sure they get the right man for the job Loads of calls coming in already Celtic fans who do you want next? Uh, Rangers fans what about tomorrow night against Royal Antwerp the chance to go into the last 16 and what about the cup final at the weekend we have the captain here are you getting any hints from the man who's won the League Cup five times Marvin? Well yeah. just before we came on air Barry said to me he's got five medals so if we were to lose on Sunday I could have one so you know uh, that, that's perfect for me um, You know, but we'll be getting some tips him definitely yeah well a man who's got some great final medals as well is on the line now Davy Proven Davy good evening evening guys Davy what about the news today not a surprise to you about Neil Lennon what was your reaction to it though when you heard it this morning well as you, as you say Paul absolutely no surprise and I, I do think that Neil Lennon himself um, might have been relieved that it's finally over for him because you know, since, since Celtic lost the last Old Firm game, he's effectively been limping on as a lame duck Celtic manager. No Celtic manager survives being out of the Champions League, Europa League, um, League Cup and title race by January. No Celtic manager survives that. And Neil Lennon is savvy enough, he's clever enough to know that, that his time was up. 
I do understand why he, he tried to hold on. Why would he resign and give up a year's money? Um, and for me, the, the board could have brought this to a conclusion much earlier. And I do think that the, the reason that they haven't is that they haven't managed to identify uh, a, a worthy replacement. Uh, otherwise, I, I think the new man would have been in place by now. Because, David, you know how quickly it moves and people will say, now, who is going to take charge? They're now saying, uh, you know, John Kennedy, yes, till the end of the season. But that would be too late to have somebody in place to prepare for the Champions League if they get the second spot, which they should get, which starts, what, in July? Well, you know, the, the whole thing's a bit of a mess, Paul, because for, for me, Dominic Mackay should be in place now. You know, if Celtic could have paid up his contract and got him out of Murrayfield and into to Celtic Park, um, that would have made perfect sense because he's, he's going to be the guy calling the shots. We're told there's a new sporting director coming in. That should be Dominic Mackay's appointment, uh, as should the new head coach. So... You know, Dominic Mackay is coming in at the wrong end of, of all these appointments and he's going to have to hit the ground running and I just don't see how he does it because, you know, I think most of us are agreed that this Celtic squad needs a complete refit and it's going to be very difficult to get some of these high earners off the wage bill and Dominic Mackay, you would think, would be involved in that but he's, he's coming into the club too late, I think, to have Celtic prepared have a squad prepared for next season's Champions League qualifiers and to take on a, a Rangers side that is just a different proposition now. Barry? David, you, you mentioned that obviously everybody knows it's going to be a full rebuild for the Celtic team, but in terms of the, the management staff, do you think it's the same? Obviously you've still got John Kennedy who's going to be taking over and, and Gavin Strachan there. Do you think it'll be the same for the management team? No, I, I, I don't, Barry. And I, I've got to say, I don't know... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how good John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan are on the on the training ground. For all I know, they might be terrific coaches, but I do think the Celtic support see them as part of the problem, not as the the solution. And I think it would be very hard for whoever's in charge at the moment. I'm, I'm assuming it's Peter Lowell. It would be very hard for for any of the Celtic board to sell the current backroom staff to the Celtic support, who have looked at a team. Most recently, the other night, uh, Barry, who, who have been leaking Sunday league goals from set pieces all season. And quite rightly, the Celtic support are, are asking, what, what are they doing in the training ground? Who's in charge of the coaching? And because of that, I, I, I don't think the Celtic board could, could sell John Kennedy and, and Gavin Strachan next season. Good point. Marvin, you played against Celtic a couple of times already this season and, and you you could see the difference from the defending champions as they were last season and previous years. Yeah, as I said before, you know, they kind of lost that that fear factor that you you normally, you know, saw when you played against a, a Celtic team and you know, you saw a bit of squabbling on the pitch and you saw, you know, people weren't on the same uh, wavelength and that that wasn't something that you could normally say about a Celtic team and you know, it's no surprise to me that they've they've struggled in the way they have. Um, you know, especially when they look across the other side of Glasgow and see Rangers the way they're going about things. So, you know, the pressure was on them, and, and, and ultimately they failed. Um, you know, to to stick with Rangers. So yeah, they've not been the same team for me this season, and I'm, I think there needs to be massive changes, and there will be. Davy, who do you think will take over? Steve Clark's been mentioned that after the Euros, he could be the new manager. Could you see that happen? Well, he, he will certainly be in the, the, the frame, and quite rightly so, given the job he did both at Kilmarnock, Paul, and with Scotland. 
Uh, I just wonder about Steve Clark's brand of football. You know, Celtic is Celtic is a club where the supporters demand a certain type of football. You know, football with flair, expression. Um, Steve is certainly, from what I've seen of his teams, well organised, very difficult to beat. Not the easiest on the eye. That would be the problem with Steve Clark. And Barry. Eddie Howe. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvin is, is better placed. I, I think I was in the studio the night that Marvin was, was explaining just how good he was uh, as, as a coach. Um, but, I, you know, I just wonder if Dermot Desmond can pull another rabbit out of the hat. He did that with Brendan Rodgers. Did it with Martin O'Neill. And if he has the appetite to... to you know, dig deep into his pocket, he might come up with something that would surprise every one of us. That is the key question, isn't it? Because I don't think the support will be happy today that it's going to be John Kennedy and the existing people. They were no harm to them. They're looking, because they're up against Stephen Gerrard and Rangers, and Rangers who have been backing the manager with money and with time. And Celtic are not going to have time, Marvin. What about Eddie Howe? You know him well. Yeah, I think Eddie Howe would be a perfect fit for them. But I think, first and foremost, Celtic need to you know, work out what the philosophy is of the football club. I think it's about time that you say, this is the way we want to play. These are the sort of players you want to bring in to play that way. And then you go and find a manager rather than just going and finding a manager. Because no disrespect to Neil Lennon, the difference between him and Brendan Rodgers in, in how they coach and how they go about football matches was like chalk and cheese. So there's always going to be problems with it. I don't, I don't get, you know, I think when you've got a good manager and you're expecting to go at some point, every three months you should be drawing up a shortlist. These are the next three or four people that we'd want to interview should our manager go. Where They kind of seemed reactive um, you know, to Brendan Rodgers going and thinking, well, what do we do now? And I think that's where the problem started because you've got players that fitted the Brendan Rodgers way and the style of play and then you're bringing in Neil Lennon and the players aren't used to playing his way and they're not good at playing that way, some of them. So, you know, it's no surprise. But for, for me, Eddie Howe would be absolutely ideal for them. Um, you know, I think he's, he's a fantastic manager. You know, people say to me, will he deal with the pressure? I think so. Um, you know, his coaching and everything else. He's very similar to Brendan Rodgers, you know, and... I think if they want to go back that, down that route and play in that style of football, then he's the right man for the job. But as you said, they probably need to get it sorted out sooner rather than later. So as soon as the league does finish, he can go in as manager and, and, and start ripping things apart. Marvin, you've got so his do number. Do you think yeah. he would come, though, Marvin? Yeah. I mean, Eddie Howe surely will want back in in England. Yeah, he, he would, but you, no disrespect to the teams in England that he'd be looking at. It'd probably be, what, a, a Newcastle, maybe, um, a, a Crystal Palace. You can't tell me that they're bigger clubs than Celtic. No, no chance. You know, he's not going to get a, no, a I'm, top... I'm not, I'm not for one moment saying they're bigger clubs than Celtic. What, what I'm saying is it's a much more attractive league. Yeah, but without European football, I think, you know, Eddie Howe's been down, you know, the bottom half of of the Premier League with Bournemouth and ultimately got relegated in the last season. So I, I think he would definitely be interested, you know, and, and if he if he is interested, they need to get him up here. But these are the questions they need to be asking him and, and doing straight away, because I really do he'll, be, he'll make a huge difference uh, to Celtic Football Club if he does come up. Uh, and they're better proposition. Celtic are a better proposition than, you know, 60, 70 percent of the Premier League in England. There's no doubt about that. Barry, what are you thinking? Obviously, the, the owner, ultimately Dermot Desmond, it is time to get the checkbook out, isn't it? Yeah, in terms of going back to Steve, Stevie Clark, I agree with what David said. Celtic fans and knowing a couple of my mates who go to the games, they want to see expansive, free-flowing football. One thing Stevie Clark will bring um, is a well-organised team, difficult to beat, what David just says, and, and no concede goals, which uh, from set pieces has been Celtic's Achilles heel all season. But in terms of the manager... If it's going to be somebody like Eddie Howe, I think he'd be looking for money because big money needs to be spent on that Celtic squad this season. And as Dermot Desmond prepared to put his hand in his pocket and and, uh, produce that for the manager, we don't know that. 
David, you hit the nail in the head there, and I think with that, it's up to the uh, the principal shareholder. And of course, yeah. underlying all this is there is renaissance at Rangers, Stephen Gerrard, 18 points, uh, Rangers ahead, and Royal Antwerp tomorrow night, we'd expect them to go. Remarkable, Paul, yeah. absolutely remarkable. Um, you know, I think we all wondered, you know, where, where Rangers going to be the real deal this season, because they had folded on previous occasions. And I've got to be honest with you, I, I, I was watching Rangers and I thought, when is it going to happen? When are we going to see the cracks appear here? But they haven't. And, you know, not only have they, not only have they burned everyone off in the, in the, the, the Scottish uh, Premiership, but his European record is fabulous as well. And that is one of my biggest condemnations of this Celtic board, that they have effectively chucked it in European competition. That is the only place the old firm should be measuring themselves against decent European opposition, not steamrolling Hamilton Mackies and St Myrne in the, Scot- in the Scottish Premiership. David, we'll come back to you in a second or two, that, uh, something playing up in the line there, but please don't go away. Uh, here was Stephen Gerrard this morning uh, speaking about uh, the departure of Neil Lennon. can't say I'm surprised because obviously what's been going on over there, but I obviously take no personal satisfaction from seeing that news to Neil or to any fellow manager that that happens to. Um, so I wish him well for the future. Only really found out about it this morning. Obviously, the focus for me sitting here right now is obviously on the game tomorrow. Stephen Gerrard this morning asked about it. It just happened, uh, Barry. Um, and Stephen Gerrard, his arrival has made such a difference in this city and in this league. Yeah, well, certainly you see the difference he's made over the, the last couple of seasons. Um, when he when he first came in, he. He took um, over a squad that wasn't his. Um, he had to go and rebuild, and he's been allowed to go and do that. Um, but the board, the board have backed him in the transfer market, and um, I think his recruitment, certainly this season, um, has been excellent, Paul. David, just checking, we still got you there. Fixed the Paul. Yeah, I'm still here. Yep, we've got you there, David. I was going to ask you what, what's impressed you um, about Rangers so far this season. Well, just look at the goals against Colum. Barry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's remarkable how few goals are losing. And, you know, if you're keeping the back door shut, you've got half a chance, as, as you well know. And that, that for me, is the, is, the, is the biggest difference. You know, he's, he's decided who he's... I know that he does rotate, but, you know, the, 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 the two centre-backs have been fabulous this season. Um, they, they, they were fragile at times last season. They're a different proposition now. And, I, you know, I, I guess I don't think Stephen Gerrard would mind me mentioning Michael Beale. And I don't know how much you know of him, uh, Barry, but apparently he does a lot, a lot of the coaching. And it reflects very well on him that, that Rangers have basically been transformed from a side who were known to leak poor goals to a side who defensively are, are right on the money now. Yeah, but I think he's been open about that, that Michael Beale does um, do a, quite a lot of the, the coaching and he's got 20 years of experience and and um, Stephen Gerrard does admit that he's still learning mm-hmm. and, and it's good when you've got coaches that you can yeah. go and trust that have been in, in the game a long time and you can see the difference in the Rangers. For me, David, they're a real well-drilled team this year. That's the difference that I've seen. Everybody... There, there's another difference right away, Barry. Stephen Gerrard... I don't think we'd have come anywhere near Glasgow unless he was allowed to bring his own backroom team in yep. mm-hmm. and pick them himself. Uh, my understanding is Neil Lennon wanted Johan Melbian alongside him again and was overruled. Yep. Now, and David, it's not only... Celtic job, whoever comes in has to be given 
complete control of the, the football department. Yeah, but it's not even coaches. It's like your sports science yeah. people, nutritionists, physios, yeah. doctors. Stephen Gerrard's been allowed to bring at least, uh, I think it's in between 12 and 15 people he's brought to the club where it's his own people. He puts his trust in them and ultimately the board have put the trust in the manager to bring these guys to the club and you see the difference it's made to them. That, that, is, that is a difference because, you know, Brendan Rodgers had the leverage, he had the power to push back against Peter Lowell and the board. Um, Neil Lennon has never enjoyed that, that kind of leverage. Um, I, I guarantee he won't be on a fraction of the money Brendan was on. Um, overruled, I, I believe, in terms of appointing his own backroom staff and never really had the power that the, the head coach should have at any football club. What's his legacy, do you think, for Neil Lennon, given you know, 20 years, over 20 years with the club as a player and a manager? We know the facts, the only player ever to win a treble as a player and a manager. What would you say about Neil Lennon? He'll be remembered as a, as a great Celtic servant, Paul, and one of the most successful players in, in the club's history. Um, no question about that. And I, you know, I think once the, the dust has settled on this, you know, if, if the crowds are back in next season, and we hope they are, I guarantee if Neil Lennon walks into to that stadium, he will get a rapturous reception. There's a lot of ill feeling at the moment, and yes, he had to go. But in the fullness of time, he'll be remembered for the success he brought to the club, both as a player uh, and as a manager. I mean, his contribution to the club um, has been absolutely huge, and I, I think that's a legacy that will remain untarnished despite you know him leaving the club you know, under a bit of a cloud right now. Marvin, at his best, you saw him as a manager. How would you summarise the qualities of Neil Lennon? Yeah, you know, I've always said, you know, Neil Lennon was a, a fabulous motivator. Um, you know, someone who always demands 100% from his players. Um, you know, and, and once you go out there and win games and, you know, he, he got you in the changing room and, you know, he got you going for games that you, you wouldn't believe. You know, I remember playing in the derby against Hearts and the speech he gave before the game, you know, you want to basically start crying, but we went out there and performed and he made you believe you could do anything. You know, but I've always said, obviously, the tactical side of the game wasn't the, the the part of the game that Neil really cared too much for. And I think maybe with the evolution of football, he's he's maybe just been caught short. You know, you see two very, very similar squads between Rangers and Celtic, but, you know, one of them's, you know, 18 or 20 points, whatever is ahead of the other. You know, and that for me shows, you know, what happens when you're a well-drilled team opposed to a team going out there that's motivated and you're attempting for your, your good players to win you games. Barry, he's one of the players you'll remember coming up against uh, you leading out Rangers, him with Celtic as a player and a manager, a fierce competitor. Yep, he sure was. And in terms of his legacy, I think there's a lot of anger and disappointment just now with, with the kind of season. But I think when the dust settles in time, I think the, the Celtic fans will respect what he brought to the club over the last 20 years. And that's trophies as a player and as a manager. Davy, quick word for Marvin from you too, Barry. He's got the cup final on Sunday. So, how many medals did you get League Cup? Uh, what would you say to Marvin for the match with uh, St. Johnson? Uh, well, the, the, what I don't want to hear anyone saying is go just go and enjoy the occasion. Uh, I'm with you, Davy. Well, the only thing you enjoy is when you're walking up for your winner's medal. Yeah, I don't. Um, I've got to be honest with you. See what Davy just Marvin's said. I've been around the block often enough to know that as long as you don't leave anything out there on the pitch. You know, if, if you win, if you win the match, as long as you've given it every single ounce, as long as you can look at yourself in the mirror, that's all you can ask. You got that, Marvin? Yeah, listen no, to taking, Barry. Taking yeah. Notes. Yeah, yeah, listen, I totally get where Davy's coming from. I hate when somebody says, go and enjoy. You don't enjoy it until you actually walk up the stairs and pick that trophy up. It's about going out and making sure um, you give it everything and give it everything for 90 minutes and just make sure you're in the winning end 
um, at the end of the game because I tell you it's disappointing um, you don't want uh, yep. don't want to look back and maybe look at yourself in the mirror and think oh I could have done this I could have done that just make sure you go out and you give it everything and make sure whatever it takes to win it do it Davey we look forward to reading your column in the Scottish Sun on <laughs> Sunday morning uh, we, we always really enjoy it a few people were saying that today and we'll see you back here in the studio soon Davey stay well absolutely sooner the better Paul you Th- guys take care Cheers, Thanks David. very much, Davy Proven. You oh, can call oh, next year's 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. Wednesday evening, the day when Neil Lennon leaves Celtic. After over 20 years, he has been in and out in between. Uh, he goes 18 points behind Rangers we're going to talk Rangers and Royal Antwerp shortly we'll hear more from Stephen Gerrard Barry Ferguson's with us Marvin Bartley's with us too the Livingston captain just four days to go before the League Cup final and Celtic fans calling in in their droves 0808 17 17 700 I see one of the guys who was on the phone in uh, on Sky at the moment everyone talking the Celtic story it's the big one today but the real story this year is with Rangers uh, so far out in front Undefeated, Marvin. Do you think Rangers could go undefeated? I just realised they'll probably be playing you. They will be. <laughs> yeah, they but will. Yeah, be. Could, they, I, could they go just something? Yeah. I hope Lewis yeah. and do win it and <laughs> Sunday go and celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> we've got them Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think they'll be they'll be quietly confident that they can go um, unbeaten uh, for the rest of the season. And you know, there's nothing to, to show that why well, they can't. You know, they've been absolutely fabulous all season. And, and David spoke about the defence that they have there. They don't concede goals. You know, you're lucky if you get a few shots against them. I know Dundee United managed to put in quite a few shots the other day, but they've got a top quality goalkeeper as well. So, you know, throughout the whole squad, they're just absolute class. And yeah, if they go unbeaten for the rest of the season, would I be surprised? Not at all. Next Wednesday, you will be playing Rangers. But let's talk Celtic now. Darren's on the line. Darren, good evening. Hi guys, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? How did you react to the news then today? Um, <clears throat> I thought I'd be a lot happier, to be honest, but I think just the fact that it's probably four or five months too late has just sort of numbed me a bit. Um, yeah, and it just what I want to say, that statement for the club this morning just reads like a, you know, a Clinton Cards shambles, you know, it's just all backslapping and you, read, you can read why Neil Lennon is, is managed to see out this amount of time as Celtic manager, you know, his his friendship with Peter Law, with Dermot Desmond, Ian Bankier, that's the only reason he was, he was given the job and that's the only reason he's lasted this long and to be honest, it's an absolute shambles, guys. What did you want to hear this morning though? Because do you not think it's fair the club pay tribute to somebody who has given a lot to Celtic Albeit that I know you'd like more clarity. Are you talking about John Kennedy staying on, Gavin Strachan, the backroom team? No, no I, I'm talking about the the back slap. You know, yeah, he's, he's done. You know, he's done well for us in the for the last part over 20 years. But you know what? He's been recompensed for that. He's he's picked up a good salary. He's not done that for free. Okay, he's he's had these plaudits when things have went well. Lazio last year, for example. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we are fi- five months down the line for when he says. If things don't turn around, I'll walk away. He was still here, you know. And again, just read the statement. You know, it's eight hundred odd words. That shouldn't be that eight hundred odd words. It should be a couple of sentences for the chief exec, for the for Dermot Desmond, for Ian Bankier if they're so inclined. And uh, and that's it. We shouldn't be giving Neil Lennon a, a platform to say, "Oh, I've done this. I'm, it's got him there. It didn't work out." No, he can release that in his own time. 
he's, he's, he's absolutely made the, the club a shambles this season. He shouldn't be given any plaudits whatsoever at this stage. He's had his plaudits. He's been well paid for it. And that's, again, maybe the only reason he is still here is because he was waiting for a payoff. Marvin, you can hear the passion there and how much many Celtic fans are hurting. Yeah, and I understand it from Darren's point of view, obviously being a Celtic fan and you know, you've seen the way your team have, have played this season and, and the points they are behind. You know, the last thing you do want to see is, like you said, a, a long statement saying, you know, well done to the manager. Um, I think there's a time and a place for those sorts of things. And I think, obviously, in private, the club should have definitely said to Neil Lennon, listen, absolutely fabulous for what you, you've done for us. And obviously, we're disappointed it's come to an end. Um, but in public at the moment, the fans are the most important thing um, you know, with the with the backing they did with the with the season tickets at the start of uh, this season, and I'm sure they'll be buying their numbers again. So, I think you have to respect the fans also. You know, they're a very frustrated group at this moment in time, and and as Darren said, there, you know, the statement probably could have waited and, and been released at a later date, um, where all they wanted to know at this moment in time is that Neil Lennon was gone. Barry, what about the players? How do you think they're feeling today? Do you think some of them will be ashamed? I think far too much at times does get put on the manager listen I know the manager picks the team and, and does the tactics um, but when they cross that white line um, they've got to take some of the blame as well it's not just the manager for me uh, I think it's easy for the manager to take it all um, but I do understand listen when you're manager you, you're at the front there to, to be shot down and, and listen it's been there's no doubt you hear Darren's passion there he's not happy I know plenty of Celtic fans feel the same way there's a lot of anger and frustration just for the simple fact how big a season it was as well. They were going for that um, 10 in a row. Uh, they were all desperate to do it. Um, and it's just no work this season. Uh, for me, it just doesn't fall at Neil Lennon. Players have got to take some responsibility as well. They didn't seem to like it, did they? When Neil Lennon said after Ferenc Varos, there's players here who don't want to be here and you know, I'd rather they, they weren't here. But obviously, I th- it looks as though that he was told, keep these players. Yeah, and that will come out in time, mm. I guess. We'll, we'll know for definite. Um, but Marv will tell you, and I've been in dressing rooms when, when players don't want to be there and maybe want to move on. It doesn't create a good atmosphere. Um, it, it doesn't help the dressing room because dressing rooms are massive. Mm. You, you need a, a, a good dressing room. Listen, you can have disappointed players when they're not in the starting 11, but they've still got to show a good attitude. Um, but when players do want to go and leave, or do want to leave for various reasons, for me, you'd better let them go. Players and their agents have so much power. Is that where the real power is now? It's not the fans, not the club even. Is it players? If you're, good, if you're a good player, if you're not a good player, you don't have much power. But if you don't want to be there, the agents can make it difficult. Players are power, more powerful now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they are, aren't they? Marv, yeah, of course, yeah. but you know, one thing with that is if you don't want to be at the football club, then let them go. Yeah. You know, a Celtic football club, and Barry's a manager at this moment in time, so he's better to answer this than me but you know I'd like to think if I'm a manager and a player doesn't want to be at my football club and the club's as big as Celtic is then go you know why have I got you here as Barry said you're never going to get the best out of those players so for me that's just an excuse you know unless you're going to come out and say this player doesn't want to be there and that's what I'd probably do if somebody doesn't want to be there then when you go publicly and tell the fans you don't want to be here and then we'll sell you and then we'll get somebody in who does want to be here that's the best that's the only way you're going to get the best out of as Barry said the squad and the team and have a good dressing room is everyone pulling in the same direction it was too big a season to you know get halfway through and say oh some of the boys don't want to be here you know it's not 
all of a sudden they don't want to be here. They've been from the start of the season. So if you don't want to be here, let's go and let's build a team of players that want to be here. Because I'll tell you one thing, I know Celtic are a long, long way behind, but the fans can see that some of the players don't want to be here. They can see in their body language. They would have much preferred you know, a team of hard-working players given absolutely everything. And if you fall short quality-wise, then you accept that. But I, I just think it's an excuse to say, oh, some of the boys don't want to be here anymore. You know, it's... You know, it's, it's a bit of a cop out. It's not only on Neil Lennon's door, by the way, because I think the recruitment's been poor there as well. So it's not only him. He's not bringing in all the players, and he is a manager. So unfortunately, he's lost his job. But there's some people behind the scenes that need to look at themselves as well and say, "Do you know what? I'm partly to blame for this." Darren, do you agree there? That's a good point, well, isn't it? He didn't have the control that Brendan Rodgers had. Well, I, I probably no. But you know, a lot of fans come at the, the end of that transfer window in the summer, you know, or October, and thinking, you know, we've, we've done all right. We've done all right. You know. Um, but we, we recruited Elianusi, who's, who's a very good uh, wide player, and we're, we're now playing a, a narrow formation. Neil Lennon is happy to shoehorn every other player into an impossible position rather than actually play Elianusi out, out in the left. You know, he'll have him as yeah. a sitting striker or as a, 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 a midfielder behind the, the front two or whatever. Play him out in the wide left. He's happy to put Callum McGregor at left back, Mikey Johnson or... Uh, Lewis Morgan up top yep. why not actually play play the player that you're paying good money for in the position he's, he's, he's there Darren what's the way forward and, and then, then who do you want to see as manager because the Neil Lennon era is over what would you say who, who should be in charge well uh, to be honest I'm not too sure I'm happy that, that Ken, I think Kennedy should have got it in you know, October November time uh, until the end of the season I don't think it's a, he's the long term guy but I want to see some out-of-the-box thinking. I didn't want to see any of this. Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane rubbish or Gordon Strachan. Yeah. Stevie Clark doesn't really enthrall me, you know, doesn't inspire me. He's a good manager. I'm, I'm, I'm behind him 100% for, uh, with Scotland. But again, as uh, David Proven says, it's, it's not the, the, the most attractive-looking football. I would like some out-of-the-box thinking. And if we can get the, a director of football, a sporting director in, him work, working along with Don Mackay, who I think will probably be having, uh, will be involved in a lot of the decision making, whether he's in the, the chair or no, uh, for the rest of the season. Let's get some outside the box thinking, thanks. For sure, Dominic Mackay will be involved, Barry. It's yeah. opportunity now for Celtic. They've got to, this, this season's gone for them, but they need to start building now. Yes, because you need to start building. I mean, I, I look at it for next season, you start building in January. Yeah. Looking ahead to, to the following season um, And that's what Celtic need to do We, we all know that It's the end uh, For a lot of players there uh, Whether it's the loan players Players want to move on Maybe players are coming to the end of their career I.e. Scott Brown So there's a full rebuild there And the rebuild needs to start now And for me I think the Celtic fans want a manager in ASAP They need it in quickly Because you need to start talking to players Because what you don't want is You don't want to get a manager in May, June time and then the qualifiers for the Champions League start at the start of July. Great point. There are two teams in this. There always are. You can't have two successful teams in, in, in Glasgow. Uh, somebody has to fail. And Stephen Gerrard today was asked about the success and the project is, and, and the turnaround. And it's taken a period of time. I think our recruitment was very good. I think adding key players to what we already had here was very important. I think the experience of the previous two seasons, as, as we've used to our, our benefit in terms of our growth and, and trying to move forward, uh, the work that's happened on the training pitch from all my coaching staff that we've put in as well, I think it's been a real combination of factors. I think the key thing here is always that hunger and uh, determination to become more consistent. 
So, Darren, you need somebody to go toe to toe though with Stephen Gerrard. You know, ah, I guess I was talking to one of one of my my pals who's a, a Rangers supporter, and you know, he, the summers could go two ways for for, for Rangers and Gerrard. You know, a, a team in England could come in for him, and you know, he might fancy it because I don't think he'll obviously once he'll want the Liverpool job, but I don't think he'll go directly for Rangers to Liverpool. There's got to be a stepping stone there, I think. But he might want fancy his chances in the Champions League, which gives him a couple of extra points as well. So we need somebody who, who can be tactically flexible because Neil Lennon's shown that uh, he's, he's, well, quite yeah. frankly, tactically inept. Um, Marvin's said before that you know he's no big on tactics. He's very old. The impression I get is very old school thinking. You know, right players, you're, you're a left winger, go out and do what a left yeah. winger does. Centre half, do what a centre half does. Barry, on the Stephen Gerrard thing, you reckon is he going anywhere? No, because no. he, he needs to start. He needs to win trophies first before he can think he, he can down to where he he will eventually. For me, I think he's going to be a successful Rangers manager. But first and foremost, he knows himself better than anybody. He needs to start winning trophies, and this season's a start. But he needs to then go on to next season, and that's when it becomes a hard. It's it's hard to win your first Premier League trophy. But the hardest thing is to go and retain it and go and play in the Champions League, go and show, showcase your talents. And I think that'll be the thing of Stephen Gerrard. Marv? Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, Stephen Gerrard's in a perfect place for him at this moment in time and for the next few years as well. Um, you know, I, I keep hearing people talking about the draw of England, the draw of England. There's not many bigger clubs. I'm from England. There's not many bigger clubs than Rangers and Celtic down there. So, you know, as Barry said, they're going to be in the Champions League next season. And and again, it's it's another feather in his cap. And he's he'd be you know up against some of the best managers in the world then. So you know, for his own development, you know, being at Rangers at this moment in time is absolutely perfect. And they're building for next season and probably the season after that. So I can't see him going anywhere, and I don't think he should go anywhere. Definitely for the next few years. Darren, we hear uh, the passion. I mean, the Celtic fans have been so vociferous. There were the uh, outside the stadium in November, December time. And I wonder, Darren, if that actually, if the board dug in and said, no, we're not going to make a change just now. But I heard what you said and lots of people have been on the social saying this move today is four or five months too late. Yeah, definitely. It is, you know, and that's the thing that, that the club and, and Neil Lennon and you know what I'm going to call them out some ex-pros as well you know have, have shown such disdain you know and, and uh, demonised the, the fans that were voicing their opinions in the only way that we felt we could back then you know we've been demonised but really had, had the club acted on, on what was obvious for us to see we might very well have been in a very different position right now Darren, listen, thanks very much for calling. Darren there, a Celtic fan, calling on 0808 17 17 700. He was giving it tight there to the former manager, Neil Lennon, and not so much to the players. But I think a lot of the players as well, they didn't like it when he said after Ferenc Varas. And I think one of the other things is the obsession in this country with the 10 in a row. So I've come through, I've, I've seen a time when Celtic didn't win it. I was very, very young. Then Rangers could have won it, didn't win it. And now we see Celtic again. And whereas in Europe, Celtic are, you know, they're, they're also runs. And it was a club, as we all know, the first one to win what's now the Champions League. You know, there, there was too much focus on here. Whereas if you get someone like Stephen Gerrard, they had a Brendan Rodgers, if they're going well in, in Europe, that's what they need to achieve, Marvin. Yeah, right? no, definitely. But in, t in terms of the players, you know, if the manager comes out and says, you know, I'm, I'm not happy with yeah. some of the players or whatever... You know, if you like Barry saying, no, if you can look in the mirror and you know that that's about you, then that's the problem. Yeah. 
you know, I think too much in, in modern day society, we can't tell somebody you're not doing something right. You know, we have to beat around the bush and say, oh, maybe if you did it this way. No, you're not performing to the levels you should be performing to. And that doesn't count for every player because some of the players will be in that dressing room and have heard what the manager said and said, you know, that's not about me. So if you can do that, then you can walk around with your head held high. But if it is about you, then it's about you changing your ways rather than the manager, you know, being the one to scrutinise for saying such things. Because if he's telling the truth, then he's telling the truth. Yeah, but I'm with him. I just think nowadays footballers don't like criticism. And sometimes I think footballers have got to be told, but they don't like getting told. Listen, for me, if I get told I wasn't doing, I wasn't playing well enough, do you know what? It would make me go away and work even harder and go and prove to the manager that I was better than what, what he's saying. Now, I think Neil Lennon's come out and he, he's criticised some of them. I've spat the dummy out for me. Mm. It's plain and simple. 0808 17 17 700. Former Rangers and Scotland captain Barry Ferguson. The Livingston captain. He's got the cup final this Sunday. Marvin Bartley. 0808 08, 17 17 700. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Game on tonight in the Premiership. St Mirren against Motherwell. We're going to look at the Rangers game in a second or two on the day that Neil Lennon departs Celtic. Rangers 18 points clear, but tomorrow night it's the Europa League action. What's the injury situation? Stephen Gerrard updated us this morning. Uh, yes, nothing's changed in terms of the James and Kamar. We obviously have had the reports back on the scans and I think to be sensible, we're looking around that three-week mark for both situations. Obviously, two different injuries. The medical team will rehab both players. I've got confidence they'll have them back when it's safe to, for them to return. In terms of Jacko, we've had more positive news on the scan, so there's not very much muscle damage in there. He'll be a couple of weeks as well, but it's definitely on the positive side rather than the negative side. Here's Rob, a Rangers fan on the line from Clyde Bank. Hi, Rob. Hi, how are you doing, guys? Good, Not thanks. Home, Marvin. I'd like to uh, wish you all the best for Sunday, Paul, and uh, I hope you do it. Thank you very much. No, I appreciate it, Rob. Thanks. Yeah. Now, what I want to say is, Barry, do you think that Celtic's getting a taste now of what Rangers went through when they were down in the lower leagues having to build from scratch? Yeah, I think it's pretty similar because obviously um, Rangers did have to, to rebuild. There's no doubt about that. And I think Celtic, um, I think this team is is it's an end end of a an era for them. Um, they've been so successful, but now it's time for a new manager to come in. And and people were asking me the, the day a couple of my mates were asking me. I think it's an attractive job now because you're coming in and you're going to if there is money there, there's a potential to go and build your own team. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty similar to Rangers. It's pretty similar to even when when Gerard came in, Gerard. Um, it's, you just look, Rob, it's took him over two seasons. Yeah, to be, well, he did see Barry when he came in that it was he going to, to give him two and a half years. Yep, and that's fair play to the board. The board have stuck by their guns and, and yeah. gave him that time. As you know, in football, managers don't get a lot of time. Um, and they certainly gave Stephen Gerrard that. It's took him two seasons now to become successful. Still no one anything right enough, Rob, but they're close oh, to it. They're close to it. And well, I think... I think it's the same with Celtic. Celtic are in a, a stage now where it's going to be a, a full rebuild of the squad. Marvin, it's not long yeah. since you won your Scottish Cup winner's medal. Sorry to mention that, Rob, for, <laughs> from what, 2016, the Cup final? <laughs> He's not sorry to mention that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Marvin, could you have believed that Rangers would get uh, Stephen Gerrard and be in this position? No, so quickly. Um, you know, I, I didn't I didn't see it at all. But 
Am I surprised? No. Even looking at last season, obviously they're brilliant up until the the winter break and then kind of fell apart. But one thing I've noticed always under under Steven Gerrard is that you can see the way that Rangers are trying to play. Even when they were failing after the winter break, you can see what they were trying to do. It's just falling apart maybe at the final bit or they're conceding sloppy goals. But they, they had a philosophy that everybody could see. You know, they had an identity. When you played against Rangers, you knew what they would try and do. They've only just, they've just perfected it this season. That's what that's the only difference. They perfected it this season for you know and they've been doing it for longer rather than just before the winter break or up till January they've been doing it for the for the whole season so I'm not surprised at all and I think you know when you're the board of someone making decisions about managers when you can see what they're trying to do then you're, you're a lot more likely to stick with that person um, and, that, and that's why they gave Gerard the time that they did Rob what about your own team then what do you want to say to Barry and Marvin and maybe talk about tomorrow night's game yeah tomorrow night's game uh, yes I think I think it'll be a lot harder because they've got players coming back Mm-hmm. So I think they're just going to go all out and go for it. That's the way I'm looking at it. I think it's going to be harder than I think. Okay, the first game was hard, but I think this one's going to be even harder because they're going to need to press. Yes, Rangers will get the openings. We know that, but I think it's going to be a lot harder. And the scores that we predicted for the last game, I think we were way out. Mm-hmm. All of us was way out because I predicted one nothing. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not alone. Barry, I think you're agreeing this isn't over yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. listen, Royal Antwerp, I've got nothing to lose. I think that they have to come uh, tomorrow night and, and go for Rangers. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a, a closer game than a lot of people in, anticipate. Uh, I still think Rangers will have enough, there's no doubt. I, I still think they will get through. Um, but they've got to be wary because I watched the game uh, last week. I know Rangers scored four goals, but they had some... Handy players, yep. Royal Antwerp, especially going forward. A couple of the central midfielders I was really impressed with. Um, so we just need to be careful. Um, but if Rangers are, are as, as professional as, as they've been all season and they stick to the way that they're playing, um, I think they'll have enough to get through. Marvin? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like Barry said there, the key word is professionalism. You know, they, as long as they had approached tomorrow's game and know that they have to perform to, to a certain level to win it, then I think they'll be fine. I think if they go out there and think it's a, it's a given, before they know it, they could be one or two goals behind because, like you said, Antwerp are good enough to, to come uh, to Ibrox and score goals. So, yeah, it's all about approaching it with the, with the right mindset, turning up, giving 100% and, you know, Rangers will win the game and go through. Rob, here is Steven Gerrard. On the verge of turning Europe into a successful season again by, by matching last season's efforts to get into the last 16, but we've still got a big job to do tomorrow night. And we're obviously on the verge uh, in terms of uh, the league campaign, which I'm, I'm extremely proud of, but my attitude and focus won't change until until we go and get it done. There's still work to do, there's still hurdles to get over, there's tough games on the horizon. But we're extremely determined to go and take the opportunity that we've got sitting here right now. That And that opportunity is to make Europe a success and also domestic in terms of the league as well. So a fantastic position to be in, but we've got to go and grab it now. Yeah, and they can go and give it everything because they've got six days rest. Obviously, Marvin's team's playing in the, the cup final on Sunday. That's not in next Wednesday. So they can leave everything out in the pitch. Um, sometimes when you've got a game two or three days later, uh, he might look to make changes but I think he'll go full throttle tomorrow night his strongest team and he'll let the players know that don't leave anything inside that dressing room go out there and give it everything and if they do that Rangers have got enough quality to go through for me Rob what's your scoreline for tomorrow night? I think there's only going to be one goal and I, I, I say 2-1 to Rangers 2-1 tomorrow night Marvin what do you reckon? Yeah I'll go 2-1 or, or, or 2 each uh, tomorrow 
Um, but either way, I can see uh, yeah, Rangers going through. It's a nervy watch. <laughs> I don't know if I can watch that. I was nervous last week, Rob. I'll be honest with you. I was sitting on the edge of the, the sofa. But it was a good game to watch. Mm. What Absolutely. is it? Yeah. I think it was. I heard them talking about it this morning. Uh, you know, in Talksport, Jim White was talking about it, and, and people are speaking about Rangers and Stephen Jarrett, of course, because of who he is and his success in Europe. Because they don't give us enough credit for Scotland, they don't. But Europe, and he, you can hear how much he wants to go as far as they did last season and maybe further. Yeah, listen, it's important that you first and foremost your bread and butter's domestic. You, you need to do well there. But when you're in Europe, you're in the limelight, and. Um, the manager over the last two and a half years I've got to be honest with you you just need to look at his record he's come up against some top teams his record's been great they do change slightly and that's one thing about Steven Gerrard he's, he's learnt over the years that when he goes away from home or when he comes up against good teams in Europe tactically he changes a wee bit uh, for what he does domestically and that's a sign of a, a top manager f- uh, for me and Michael Beale obviously alongside him Davy Proven mentioned him Marvin you've been up against them is that one of the hallmarks their organisation yeah their organisation their rotations they're all on the same wavelength I mean you've got good players all knowing what your teammates going to do with the rotations and everything else in and out of possession might I add you know you're always going to be in for a difficult difficult afternoon and you know Gary McAllister's also there mm. you know a player that's played at, obviously at the highest level they've got a fantastic coaching team and I'm sure there's there's people behind the scenes as well that we don't even get a mention you know, analysts and people like that they're all working together they're all singing from the same hymn sheet and it shows every every time Rangers step out on a football pitch Yeah, I, I, I love watching I, at times I think Rangers play some good stuff but the, the thing that impresses me most is when they lose the ball it's their, their work rate to go and get it back and that, that's Marvel tell you that's um, hours spent in the training ground that's organisation that's everybody knowing their job and that's something that's really impressed me with the Rangers team not just going forward and the good play, open, expansive football. Um, it's when they lose that ball, the the work rate and effort to get it back. Rob, before you go, the news is coming in a moment or two. A six o'clock kickoff tonight is St Mirren against Motherwell. Rob, what's your scoreline on that one? Redeem yourself. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think St Mirren will win tonight. Right, that's why we asked you because it is a tough one just now, Marvin. What do you think? Yeah, I, yeah. I think St Mirren um, being at home. I think they have a little bit too much for Motherwell. Mm, you've played against uh, both Motherwell. You know, were third last year. Barry, what do you think tonight? I think Motherwell on a slippery slope. If I'm being honest with mm. you, the last two games I've watched the highlights. I've not been impressed. St Mirren are no missing some important players, but I'm with Marv. Marv I think St Mirren will just have enough to beat them. Rob, thanks very much for joining us. Keep up the good work, guys. Brilliant, thanks. Cheers, Rob there. Thanks for that uh, good call. In the next hour, we're going to look forward to the Cup final. We want to get into that. Livingston against St. Johnson. We'll keep you up to date with what's happening at St. Mirren. I can see Tottenham are one up on Wolfsburg at the moment. They are through to the last 32. uh, Or then the the 32, last to the the last 16. And uh, more on Neil Lennon. Some more Celtic fans calling in. Who do they want to see next as manager of Celtic? That's all coming after six. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go!
Other headlines away from Neil Lennon and previewing Rangers tomorrow night. Well, Hamilton's appeal of the Jamie Hamilton red card has been successful, Barry. You're pleased. Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised. Um we spoke about it on Monday and I was I was actually shocked that um the young lad got sent off. Um and I think it's the right decision. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. And I was speaking off fair to, to Marva about his game up at, at Tanadice a week before. The, the, the two sending offs there as well, uh, Paulette and, and Fitzwater. I couldn't believe what I was I was watching on TV. But no, the right decision for young Jamie Hamilton. And do you know what? I think Brian Rice will be disappointed because Hamilton actually started the game really well. They were on top until Hamilton got sent off and obviously um, got down to 10 men. Um, Hibs yep. took control of the game but the right decisions made Marvin concussion substitutes will be allowed and um, trialled from the 6th of March so that's next week what do you feel about that? Yeah I think that's a good thing definitely um, you know players safety is, is is the most important thing when out there on the football pitch so anything we can do to, to help that um, you know I'm totally for and you know, it's probably something that should have been brought in a lot, lot, lot uh, sorry a long time ago you know in rugby I think I've had it for a while um, but you know in football we're always behind but yeah it's yeah. good that it's finally here Barry, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, all for for players' safety. Um, you just seen Gordon McQueen. What happened to him? Yep. Um, a couple of days ago, he was diagnosed uh, with what was it? Dement- yeah, vascular dementia. dementia. He's sixty-eight. He was some player, and um, for the whole family. Yep. Uh, Davy Proven knows him well. Uh, we spoke about it earlier today. Listen, it's a big part of the game. Head on the ball. I don't think you can take that out of the game. But we, with them bringing in these these substitutions, listen, it's going to help. There's no doubt about that. He was some player, wasn't he? And you would remember seeing cookie. some of it. You know, Leeds was well, St Mirren, Leeds United, and Man United. Thirty caps for Scotland uh, worked with him for a wee while as love came off at uh, STV on Scotsport he was some man He's, yeah and he was a, a yep. top centre half yep. uh, let's be honest with you um, so uh, disappointing to hear that news uh, yeah. um, so hopefully he's okay yep. looked after by the family there let's get back on to the lines then there's no scoring so far in Paisley St Mirren and Motherwell nil nil let's go on the line Simon's called in good evening Simon Hi there, thanks for having me. Not at all, thanks for calling in. What do you feel then about uh, Neil Lennon leaving Celtic today? Um, I, I was a bit of a shock to be fair. I was actually quite surprised hearing, obviously the rumours started last night and mm. when I woke up and saw it was confirmed this morning, I was actually quite shocked. But um, I was on a few weeks ago saying I was relieved when Lovell went away and it felt as if there was, you know, it started, it felt like it was the start of something new and it's, it's well, almost feels the exact same to be fair. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to see take over? So it's John Kennedy at the moment. Uh, Gavin Strachan's there. We think, we're just talking about it here. We might wonder if Stephen McManus might move up to help Barry. Do yep, you know what you think? They, yep. They're all already in their coaching, Steve McManus and Darren Ladee. Um, so I would guess one of them maybe uh, get put up to, to help out uh, the first team. But Simon, that's not the long-term solution, is it? No, I don't think it would be, but I would like to, I mean, I've seen a lot of comments on social media about John Kennedy and that he should go as well, but I think John Kennedy's, you know, very underappreciated by the Celtic support. And, you know, when Rodgers came in, Rodgers obviously took a shine to him, was very impressed. He said that today in the media as well. And I think he's had a few job offers that he's turned down to stay at Celtic. So he's he's almost sacrificed his career for the long run and to stay at Celtic. And that's not really been appreciated. And I hope that he gets the, at least, you know, if John Kennedy's only going to be here for the next few months uh, interim-wise... I hope it's a good advert for himself to go and get a job. But in terms of the Celtic role going forward, I, when I was last on, I was talking about moving for a director of football. And I think that's probably the move that 
uh, they should really go down. And if they do get that role, it means that they can get somebody in who just needs to focus on coaching. And I'm sure Barry will be able to tell you more than I do that there's going to be a lot of things that Lennon probably had to deal with this season. Well, I know all managers had to deal with it, but Lennon's obviously struggled uh, dealing with a lot of the things off the park. So if they go and get somebody in, it just needs to be the right appointment. I would love to see a bit of ambition. Um, if you see the, the shortlist uh, on the bookies mm-hmm. every time the job comes up, and it's the same, you know, it's the same names, and then somebody sprinkled in on you know some some uh, odd shot. But I'd like to see some ambition. Get somebody who they've made the right moves. They've got you know a five ten year plan in place, and they go and get somebody who's got the tactical uh, the tactical knowledge and is adapted into the the game that that is now. And Barry was talking about being impressed with Gerard and how he sets up and being able to counter-press and when they lose the ball, they're working hard for it. We've not seen that from Celtic mm-hmm. a lot, if any, over the last year or so. So it's just about whoever. I'm not really first who they get in, as long as it's the right appointment and they're doing it for the right reasons. Um, I'm, not really mass- I'm not really massively first, to be fair, as long as it's the right person that suits the job. Well, I think it's clear that they are going to bring a, a director of football in. It's been spoke about. Rangers have got a similar one with, with Ross Wilson. Um, but I think if you're the manager you've got to be able to bring your player you've got to have the final say I don't like this where a director of football decides and bringing the players in and then the manager has to go and coach them I think the manager's got to have the final say because at the end of the day he's the one that's accountable uh, for results Um, so I think it's a route that Celtic will go down it's clearly worked really well um, across at Rangers Uh, I know Ross Wilson and Steven Gerrard have got a real good understanding um, in terms of if the manager want, wants a player Ross Wilson will go and deliver him three three or four players and then the manager will, will go and obviously pick one of them but I always believe that the manager has got to have the final say in who comes through the door and who he's going to be obviously coaching and going to be picking for his starting eleven. Marvin if you were in charge at Celtic um, in the boardroom what would you be doing just now? Who would you go for? Um, I'd be, like I say, creating a shortlist. And as I said earlier, I think the philosophy of, of how I want my teams to play, then I'll go and look at managers that are playing that way. There's, there's a man actually at Barnsley Football Club, and I know they're in the championship, um, you know, but also played at Bayern Munich, and he, he's, he's a really, really good coach. And I'm kind of a, a student of the coaching game, so I always like look people up. And, you know, the way that they play football is unbelievable. Um, you know, he's a manager that I think will go on to, to bigger and better things than Barnes. I think they're four points off the championship playoffs and Barry will tell you how difficult that league is. They're a team that should be, you know, bottom four, bottom five, punching way above their weight. You know, you saw them play against Celtic in the FA Cup. You know, they've beaten some big teams. They've beaten Brentford, who are top of the league and, and other teams like that. So a man called uh, Valerian Ishmael, he, he's unbelievable for me. Um, you know, I know I spoke about Eddie Howe and I've, I've played under Eddie Howe, but if, if I was looking a bit further afield and looking at somebody slightly different, it would be him because the way his teams press and then, you know, when they do get the ball back, how, you know, they attack and everything else, I think, you know, him working with better players would be absolutely unbelievable and, you know, he's a, he's a manager that, you know, Celtic fans should really look up because, as I said, his style of football is really exciting. Simon, that is interesting hearing your name. A 45-year-old, I'm just looking now, didn't know yeah, that I, much about him. I actually Barry? watched yeah. Barnsley play against huh? Chelsea um, and th- there was a lot said about him. I think he builds his team around him, but he goes for younger players. Yep. And obviously, look, Barnsley, they'll not have the biggest budget and they don't have a lot of money to go and buy players. So he'll go and he'll nurture players and Barnsley will obviously go on and, and sell them and make money. But it's a, a real good model. Will it work at Celtic? If he's given time, I think it is a good model to look at. There's no doubt. But I've been really impressed. It's it's interesting that, that Marv had mentioned that guy because that's the first I had kind of known of him. 
and then obviously I was impressed with how his team played against Chelsea and I started to look up and what he bring, what he's brought to Barnsley um, this season and as Marv says you would think Barnsley relegation championship yep. they're fighting to get into the, the playoff uh, mm. position and the budget they're on I would imagine it's probably the lowest in the championship. Yeah, yeah and he's used to being around like big big clubs. Well, like I say, played yep. for Bayern Munich. You yeah. know, he played wow. at Strasbourg, and yep. you know he's at Werder Bremen as well as a manager. So he's used to he's won trophies. He's you know he's I think it's the next step for him. Um, uh, and I'll be I'll be very very surprised if Celtic haven't looked at him. Um, but if they do get him, then I want an agent's fee after saying that on the Indeed, well, you should. <laughs> Simon, he sounds like someone you'd like. He's a perfectionist. I see a good age, just 45 yep. years old, you know, relatively young man. He's a young man. Yeah, a very young, young man. <laughs> so, Simon, what do you think of that? I mean, it's also the question about who, what does come first, you know, the director of football or the manager? And I guess it depends who is that person. In Rangers' case, it's Steven Gerrard. You know, a few years ago, it was uh, Brendan Rodgers. In Celtic's time earlier, it was uh, Martin O'Neill, Alec Ferguson, uh, Ferguson at Man United. I think at the top level, it, it does help. It takes a lot away from yeah. the manager if, in terms of transfers. The manager can just focus on his team, focus on what he's doing in training and focus on the main thing and that's winning football games. So yep. the director of football will take a lot away for the manager. Mm -hmm. So it's important that both of them, if it's a director of football and manager, have got a good relationship because if they've not, it's not going to work. Simon, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with what uh, the guys are saying there. And if you're going to go and get somebody who it would be quite ambitious to get somebody along that lines. And as Marvin was doing, I had a quick look around and looked about and, you know, um, the man, the Granada manager, Diego Martinez out in Spain, he's taken them from the second division. He's got them into Europe this season and he's had a lot of, uh, Graeme Hunter's wrote a lot of uh, praise about him over the last couple of years and they've had some good uh, performances against Barcelona and Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid. So those are the kind of managers that if you're going to get somebody in and be, it would be nice to see some ambition like that and if they do bring a director of football in on top of it as well so that they can help you know, help with all the stuff that if they're to come in and get a manager from elsewhere that might know might not know um, you know, the Scottish game inside out. It gives them that time to just focus on the team, get the team playing that they want to play without having to deal with, you know, the rest of it and uh, all, all the mess that comes with it really. So okay. um yeah, those names I would love that. But I mean if I was to pick MD and it was if there isn't gonna be a director of football or even if there is, I think Eddie Howe would probably be the, the top choice if, if it was going to go down that way. Simon, thanks for your call. Let's go on now. 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Paul Cooney with Marvin Bartley and Barry Ferguson. Jerry is on the line now, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Jerry. Good evening, gentlemen. Hope you're well. Um, good luck for Sunday, Marvin. I hope it goes well for you. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you. Celtic fan, yeah. I mean, I think Neil Leaven's the right decision, the right choice. Um, I feel sad for him that it's ended this way. Um, you know, I'm a, a man that's been a, a huge success and a huge part of Celtic, uh, both as a player and a man as a manager. Um, and some of the the treatment he's had to put up with uh, this season from Celtic fans uh, and some of the, the the written press has been has been um, awful for, for want of a better word. Mm -hmm. um, I think the players need a good look at themselves. I watched the game on Sunday, yep. um, and they looked disinterested. Uh, particularly Ryan Christie uh, and John Edward. Um, these are guys that, you know, with hindsight, uh, we should have sold in the summer. Um, you know, I know Edward's got a, a good scoring record. He's a fantastic footballer. His parent doesn't want to be there, uh, and his, his effort is 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 getting uh, less and less every week. And, and that has been what's cost Neil Lynn. I don't think Neil Lynn's a bad manager. No. 
Uh, but for whatever reason, it hasn't clicked with them, and the, the players have down tools as far as I can see this season. And um, they need to hopefully um, we discover a wee bit of professional pride for the rest of the season. Do you think that was the things that he was talking about? Reasons behind the scenes he couldn't go into was the fact that he identified some of these top players when they didn't want, didn't have the appetite for it this season. But if you go back to July and August on this phone in and others, if we'd said sell Edward, what would you have said at that point? I'm a wee bit older than, than some of the, the new the new uh, Celtic fans. Um, Celtic are a sailing club, unfortunately, and, and it's and it's served them well from you know Wanyama, Foster, Gary mm-hmm. Hooper. Yep. You could go on and on and on. Um, it would be disappointing. Uh, it was disappointing when we lost Henrik Larson as well. Listen, club and move on. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do when we're playing in Scotland. Is invest in these guys and and move them on. Um, is that the behind the scenes things? Yeah, I think he's wanted to share them in the don't know. You remember these comments after Ferenc Faros? Mm-hmm. Um, and had we had we sold Edward, could we have brought Ivan Tony in? You know, so would we, would we have missed him? I'm not too sure. Uh, but the players for me are to blame for this. Lennon will get the, the rap for it, but the, the players are to blame. And, and I think Barry uh, is quite correct. The Celtic job for me is even more appealing now because you can come and build your own team without relying on other people's choice of players. Yeah, I've got to agree with you. I, I watched the game in, in Sunday night against Ross County. There's no doubt in my mind they were dominant in the first half. They missed a few chances. But the glaring thing for me was obviously losing that goal at the set piece. And then it was rea- the reaction after that. I expect, everybody expects a team to, to react um, for going a, a goal down. And i never seen it. And that's the thing where I think maybe Lenny sat back and thought to himself, I can't get a spark out of these guys. Um, some of these guys are, are, are no willing to, to dig deep and find something for somewhere, and that's that. That would have been a worrying thing. You could see you could see him when the camera panned him in in Sunday night. He looked a bit lost. He looked a bit dumbfounded in terms of what, what what's going on here. So I agree with Jerry. Look, Neil Lennon will take most of the responsibility, but the players have got to shoulder some as well, Jerry. If you're asking me, Marvin. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think Sunday's game was a, was a weird one for Celtic because they missed so many chances. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, the one that's cut back to Christie, you know, Edwards one, you know, Christie had a, a few other chances that normally you hit the back of the net with. So I think that was one of, one of the, the games where I looked at it and said, you can't really blame the manager, you know, and you can't, the players aren't meaning to miss. I think there's a lack of confidence, as Barry said, you know, when you can see the goal and you think, oh, here we go again. You know, it's, it's so, so difficult to pick yourself out of that. But that's when you're looking at the experienced boys to really drag the team through. But as I said, they missed so many chances, so many guilt-edged chances. On another day, it would have been 5-1 to Celtic and, you know, um, Ross County couldn't have moaned about it. But when you when you are struggling, you know, when things aren't going your way, these are the sort of chances that are missed. And, you know, it, it's been obviously the last game in the final nail in the coffin kind of thing for, for Neil Lennon, which is unfortunate. But, you know, I don't think it's just about Sunday's game is the reason he's gone. Obviously, it's 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 been the whole season. Um, but, you know, Sunday's game, I don't think you can pin any blame at all on him. See, see yeah. all this nonsense about it, it's not an attractive job, Celtic. Uh-huh. For me, it is. Yeah. What, what an opportunity it is to come in... Um, a clean slate yep. and go and be allowed if the board and you know who the money man is Dermot Desmond yep. is prepared to put his hand in his pocket what what an opportunity is for a manager to come in and, and build a, a successful course, team yeah. I, I think it, I think lots of managers even managers that are in jobs mm. at big clubs mm. will look and think 
Mm, I might fancy this And we'll see what Brendan Rodgers did And what it did for his reputation after I mean he did well at Liverpool Came uh, close, didn't happen And Marv mentioned yep. something earlier on Which I thought was brilliant f- Coming for an Englishman yeah. <laughs> You look at the clubs down there mm. Rangers and sure. Celtic are, are absolute massive There's only 60,000 there Yeah but, uh, and <laughs> Or 52,000 I mean I know And up against Rangers just now Talking about Eddie Howe yeah. Is it going to be like a Newcastle Is it going to be like a Crystal Palace Celtic and Rangers <laughs> blow them out the water. Yeah. I know the league's yeah. bigger, the money's yeah. bigger, you get a yeah. bigger budget to go sure. and work for. Bigger but car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. But you yeah. come up here and, and look at the stadiums and look yeah. at the, the fan base. The clubs are that both Rangers and Celtic are massive. Scott Brown has issued a statement saying that the players have to take some of the responsibility too. It's a sad day to see Neil Lennon go, but it's because we've not been playing as well as we can in the park. Afterwards, he's saying, uh, when he left first time round, we kept in touch as a manager. He was fantastic for me the first time round and he kept me on as captain. He gave me a lot of confidence. The second time he came in, I was a little bit older and he continued to play me. So really, uh, you know, nice statement there from uh, Scott Brown. Some people feel he was too loyal for too long. I mean, you can never uh, say that Scott Brown doesn't give 100%, but uh, maybe it's the new generation. I'm thinking now the millennials have changed. And, um, and the thing about 10 in a row, I don't think it meant much to people coming from, you know, the, the French players or whatever. And why should it? They want to play. But the chance for the new manager, Jerry is to be in the Champions League next season. There's two places, Rangers and Celtic could be in the Champions League. Absolutely isn't, and you know, these players don't become bad players overnight. I mean, I think the, the the cycle of success, you know, nine titles in a row and then the four trebles, you know, they're not bad players. This season's been weird. I really don't understand. I'd like to know, uh, as Marvin touched on earlier, what the mitigating circumstances were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be interesting. That'll come out in due course. But um, you know, I'd love to. I'd love to have a a forward thinking and, and a good manager. There's a few names I would like. Um, Give us one. My my pre- my preference are, are three I would like. Okay. Uh, not all at one time. Bit greedy, uh, but there. Sean Dyche, Sean Dyche, Sean Dyche uh, Ralph yeah. Ragnick, or Daniel Farker from Norwich. Right. And which um, one would you go for if you're going for one of them? Which one? Ragnick. What do you think, Marvin? Um, yeah. He defaults their team playing fantastic football. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think it'd be difficult. Uh, you know, to I think Sean Dyche is. I, I just don't think again we're talking about styles of football. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that he can't play a different way, but you can only really take a manager on what he's doing at this moment in time. And, you know, if he did have, no disrespect to Burnley, but if he did have better players or a stronger team in this league, then would he play a different way? I don't know, but it's a huge risk to take for Celtic at this moment in time. And this appointment's absolutely massive. Because I'll tell you one thing, Rangers are only going in one direction. Mm-hmm. And if Celtic, you know, we spoke about, will there be money there? There has to be money there. If there's not money there, then Celtic are going to fall years and years behind Rangers. And, you know, that would be very, very difficult to turn around. They have, There has to be money there. They have to get the appointment right. You know, there's huge pressure on, on the people who are going to make this decision because, you know, next season's a massive, massive season. They need to be better than they are th- they were this season because Rangers will be better, if you ask me. I think Rangers will kick on again next season. You know, they've already brought in three players um, ready for next season. So Celtic need to obviously get this one right. And I, I just think somebody like, like Sean Dyche would, you know, in terms of the style of playing stuff, I think it, it, I don't think it would work, if I'm honest. Barry? It's a good name Jerry's just uh, threw there, Daniel Farker yeah. at, at Norwich City. Yeah. Um, you get re- relegated... Um, but the hardest thing is when you get relegated is to bounce back quickly they're sitting I know they've no won the league but they're sitting at the top of the league that could be a good shout he's always having to sell players as well sell his best players at the end of each season and it's kind of that's a very good shout Um, but listen again I'll say the three uh, names that that Jerry's mentioned 
there'll be there'll, no hundreds, but there'll be a lot of managers that will be looking at the Celtic job and thinking to themselves, mm, I fancy that. Thanks very much for your call, Jerry. Cheers, James. Back with more in a moment. St. Mirren and Motherwell still nil nil. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. To Chris for the travel this Wednesday night. St Mirren and Motherwell is still nil-nil. 28 minutes gone in the match there. This time tomorrow night we'll be getting ready for Europa League action. Last 32. Rangers 4-3 up after last week against Royal Antwerp. And that would normally be 50,000 tomorrow night. So looking forward to hopefully as things get better, Barry. I know we always say this, but they're talking about the Euros. And then for next season, surely tens of thousands of people, hopefully back at Ibrox, back at Celtic, back at Livingston. Can't wait. Yeah, they, they've been missed. Um, look, Marv is better place to, to tell you, but I'll be honest with you, I think I would have struggled to play in front of, of, of no fans. Um, and do you know what? I, I've got to give my respect to the players. I think it would be so difficult because they're used to playing in front of fans. Um, but I think over time they would have got used to it. Uh, and it's going to be strange for Marv. I mean, Marv should be going to Hamden where, I don't know, maybe 10,000 Livingston fans coming through and the same with uh, St. Johnson fans and they're, they're having to play a cup final behind behind closed doors. But listen, there's a serious virus going about, but hopefully we're coming to the end of it now. But we're seeing the vaccine starting to take shape and hopefully the start of next season we'll have the fans for me fans make football and hopefully they'll be back by the start of next season Marvin it must have been difficult this season playing without fans What about how did you find it? Yeah no it was very difficult um, I think at the start you know we were just happy to be back playing football yeah. and, and be out of the house obviously after the lockdown and everything else but you know the, the longer this, the kind of the season went on it, the more difficult it became um, you know some of the games felt like bounce games until you looked at the league table and we were <laughs> down near the bottom because yeah. you know you're not winning games so it was extremely strange um, you know and I, I've spoken on it before and I would take fans booing me you know just to have them back just have some sort of atmosphere some sort of edge to the games and you know they play a huge huge part but as Barry said you know there's a serious virus going around at this moment in time um, but yeah you know hopefully they're back for next season because you know football definitely isn't the same without them whether they're cheering or goading you, you know, it's not the same without them yeah I, I get what you're saying like, yeah. even like that drove me on. People mm. giving you dogs abuse for this. Did you get some? <laughs> yeah, just a little, <laughs> just a little. But listen, that, that's what it's all about. That's what why we love football. The fans cheering you on. If you go away from home, fans giving you giving you a bit. But that's part of football. That's why we love football. But listen, I, I take my hat off to the players this season. I, I always wondered. I've been to a couple of games and watched it. It must be so difficult. But you, you've got to give them every cre- credit because as Marv says. It can become kind of training light, like a bounce game. But some of the games I've watched overall on TV have been really impressive. Four days to go, Marvin. So how are you feeling about uh, the match, the cup final, the Betfred cup final? Livingston had been the form team. Last couple of weeks obviously been more difficult. Um, a draw last week against the St. Johnson side who are back on form. But it uh, must be great to be getting ready for the cup final. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, excited. Uh, there's a massive excitement around around the club at this moment in time. Obviously, you know, when you start seeing the amount of media and stuff people are doing, um, all gearing for the cup final. Obviously, it's something we've known about a couple of weeks since, you know, obviously winning the semis. But now it's here and it's the next game. It's, it's, it's totally different. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm buzzing to play in it. You know, I really, really can't wait till Sunday um, to, you know, obviously lead the boys out, hopefully at Hamden and, and hopefully, you know, go up those steps and, and collect the trophy. And that'd be absolutely magnificent for me because let's be honest, it's going to be my uh, last major final. You know, I don't think I'll be playing till 37, 38 like, like Barry was. So, uh, you know, I, I really can't wait for it. And as I said, you know, everyone's absolutely buzzing um, to go out and play in this game. 
and you had a slight strain last weekend. Was that a precaution? You're back training? Yeah, yep. yeah, I'm back training. Um, I got put through my paces in the last couple of days. So yeah, I'm back training and I'll be raring to go. And you know, if I'm selected, then as I said, I'll be, I'll be ready to play. For Livy, we talk a lot about Scott Robinson, who's impressed everyone this season, Barry. Yeah, not just Scott Robinson. Yeah. Uh, Livingston as a team, I really enjoy watching. I know they've, they've hit the skids a wee bit the last couple of weeks, but that, that was always going to happen at some stage. They were on an unbelievable run, 14 games, but Livingston don't get enough credit for me. Um, I'll be honest with you, I think they've got some really good players. They've got a good um, mix um, of individuals. But the biggest thing for me is, as a collective, they know their jobs inside out and they look a team that um, play for each other, they work ever so hard and as I said to you, they've got real good quality and I enjoy watching them and I'm really looking forward to the, the cup final. I think it'll be a great spectacle of two teams, nothing to lose. I think two of them will go for each other um, and that's why you play football. As a footballer, you want to play in cup finals and I can't wait for Sunday. I'm sure Marv... Um, I'll be excited as so will the, the St Johnson players so really looking forward to it two teams to, to be fair to them they deserve to be in the final there's been no luck they've worked hard they've deserved to get the results that they've got and as I says um, two o'clock on Sunday I'll be tuned in to watch a good game of football Your manager came on here a few weeks ago uh, when it was 14 unbeaten and you know he was just in fantastic form how's he been then when there has been that stumble as as was going to happen anyway how has he responded? Yeah well he doesn't get too high with you know when yep. we're unbeaten or, or too low when we lose games um, you know all he does is prepare us for the next game and, and just demand 100% from us you know that's that's the kind of motto of Livingston Football Club is to give 100% you know and then it's kind of in the hands of the gods you know if we all do our jobs and you know it'll help our teammates if, if two or three of us fall off our game we're not good enough to win games it's that simple you know Barry touching it there as a team and collectively you know if we all go out there and do our jobs we can we can probably beat anyone or, or match anybody but we can't afford to you know we're not one of those teams that can have two or three boys having an off day and then we'll go and win games because we're not good enough as individuals to do that and that's not disrespectful to us that's just the truth um, so yeah you know Davey's just been saying to us you know you're so important that we do go out and perform on Sundays probably a little bit more pressure on us than there normally is because it's a it's a one-off game and it's a cup final but Barry said this is what we're in football for you know if you can't get up for these sorts of games and you're in the wrong sport playing at Hamden it's going to be so unreal with no fans there but even the pre-match meal's different and everything so how are you travelling I read some of the listeners may not have heard this tell us what you what's your uh, schedule on Sunday I'm going to my push bike um, no yeah so what will be happening because obviously due to the, the Covid rules and whatever else I think the, the SFA was saying we needed six buses uh, to travel through um, you know and obviously that's, that's going to cost far too much for the yeah. club so we'll be driving um, you know we'll be having a, a pre-match meal at the stadium um, and then we'll be driving through from there. Um, is it ideal? No. But again, it's not an excuse. We know what's happening. You know, we've got a few days to prepare ourselves for this. Um, and, you know, as I said, at the start of the season, if you said to us we had to drive to the cup final, you know, we'd be doing it. You know, I'd probably, I'd probably have walked there. So, yeah. you know, the lads know what's happening. We've just got to get on with it. And you are actually going in convoy, aren't you? In case uh, Effie Ambrose or, or somebody... <laughs> I'm, I'm ahead of Effie Ambrose and, and, and the gaffer's behind him. Um, but yeah, Effie's one of the worst drivers I've ever seen, if I'm honest. So, <laughs> well, maybe I should be towing him rather than letting him drive. But yeah, you know, hopefully nobody gets lost um, because, you know, that would be horrible to miss the cup final. Yeah. You were late the first time I was on with you. Yeah. I was so looking forward. 
So, are you sure you'll be okay? Yeah, that no, would be I'm... the ultimate nightmare, wouldn't it? Yeah, you missed the cup final because you went left. There's, there's guaranteed one no. player's going to take yeah. the wrong turn. Yeah, yes. and, and delay. It, it, if it's anybody, it's Effie Ambrose or Scott Tiffany. They're, they're the two boys <laughs> that are capable of doing that. So, we'll keep a close yeah. eye on them. But what, what a story yeah. it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Look, I, I think they, they've got a they deserve huge credit both clubs mm-hmm. um, not a lot of people fancy them to get a major cup final and I hate when people say oh they, they shouldn't maybe really be there but they've deserved yep. they've earned the right to be in the cup final they've beat some real good teams and as I said that I'm I'm looking forward to it. two teams that enjoy let's talk about St Johnson as well I think Callum Davison's really um, done really well he struggled at the start of the season he'll, he'll admit that um, but He's got a good team there as well. Again, another well-drilled team. And as I said, two very good teams coming up against each other. And I think it'll be a great game, I'll mm. be honest with you. I'm, I'm really looking forward to tuning in. And what do you think is going to happen, Barry? Do you know what? Check carefully, Barry. Check carefully. You ain't got shin pads on. <laughs> I, know. I know. I need to watch you. You're flying a bit high at times. Socially distanced from Big Marvin. But yeah. Do you know what? It's so evenly matched. Me and Marv are actually talking off air. It's it's a 50 50. It is one of the gen, genuine cup finals that are 50 50. They're, they're so well matched. Real good players. Good mixture of experience as well, guys that have been about. If you're putting me on the spot. Which I am. Yeah. Yes, I'm <laughs> going to say St. Johnson. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Why? What do you, I, I mean, just think of the form yeah. just mm-hmm. now. Okay. Yep. Just now with the form. Mm-hmm. We're in. What's the plan then the next couple of days? So you're training today? Yeah. A match? Um, yeah. I've just booted me there. <laughs> <laughs> I think i got insurance that go radio because I think I just broke his leg. Yeah. Um, no, we're off tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we'll be in Friday, Saturday um, and then obviously prepare for the, for the game on Sunday. So uh, yeah, it was a bit like a normal week. We just push things on a day. Mm-hmm. Obviously we'd be in a Sunday rather than a Saturday. But yeah, we'll be, be raring to go. You know, come Sunday, be raring to go 100%. See, see in yeah. terms of trading, Marv, does it step up a wee bit? People trying to get into the start of 11. I'm just thinking back when I played, see the, the week leading up to training? Yeah. Tackles were flying in. People were desperate to get into the start yeah. of 11. Because as I said earlier, that's why we play football. You get to cup finals and get that opportunity. Is yeah. that what it's been like? Yeah, the tempo's definitely gone up a bit, Um, you know, and... We played a, played a game today actually, and I, I did a bit of a naughty tackle on Craig Sibble. I didn't mean it, you know. I just kind of slid into him, and I thought That's afterwards, like, yeah. <laughs> I thought, wow, he's my teammate. I shouldn't be doing this, but yeah, the levels have definitely gone up. As you said, everybody wants to play in the cup final. You know, I think we've got one person who's you know fifty fifty at this moment in time, but everybody else is is fit, and you know, it's it's a huge game. You know, whatever niggles you're feeling, they'll kind of go to the back of your mind, and you're just ready to go on Sunday if you're if you're selected. Um, so that's all you can do. You know, train as hard as you possibly can, and. You know, hopefully you'll be in the squad and, and in the team to start on Sunday. I mean, at four o'clock, Marv could be leading his team up the stairs and picking that. Yeah. I don't know. Are you allowed up the stairs to pick the cup up, or did they do it on That's the pitch? I don't point. know. Yeah. I don't know. But listen, what an opportunity for for Marv to lead a, a team. There's no better feeling yeah. than leading a team. And, and how many times did you do it in the League Cup? How many victories did you have at, at Rangers? Five. Five. Yep. and we said that at the start of the programme now what would you say so as the former captain of Rangers not milk it of Livingston yep. milk it uh, if you do it milk it that's mm. what I've done uh, obviously you need to pass the trophy down I held it as long <laughs> as I could <laughs> I held it as long as I could because listen you, you never know it could be your, your, your one and only yep. and, and that's the way that I treated it I never thought that oh, this is going to happen every single year because mm-hmm. you don't know in football mm-hmm. football's a strange game but when you go and pick your when you win it, go and milk it, go and enjoy the the moment. That's that's the best bit of advice I can give. 
45,000 were there when Livy, as you will know, because the pictures mm. are up around the stadium, um, uh, when they won the cup. And it was quite quite a feeling. And what would it mean to Livingston in the area? Because you would have taken 10, actually maybe yeah. 15,000 to Hamden. Yeah, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. You know, the, the past 12 months have been very difficult for everybody, um, you know, but the, the local community, the club have kind of reached out and helped as many people as they possibly could have. Um, so, you know, we're not only going out there and playing for ourselves and our families, we're playing for, for the local community. You know, whoever you support, you know, we've had good luck messages from you know Rangers fans who are in the local community, Celtic fans, you know, Hearts, Hibs. It doesn't matter. You know, everyone's behind us. Um, and and that's, that's the pressure we need to thrive under. You know, in, in modern day football, I think too often people say, oh, I don't want the pressure. We want the pressure. This is what we're in football for, as Barry said, to win competitions, you know, to play in major cup finals. So, you know, when we are getting all this media attention at this moment in time leading into the game and all these good luck messages, we need to take it in our stride and, and that's what I'll definitely be doing. Because you're in the history books then, aren't you? I'm just looking back, Barry. The 2004 Scottish Cup final, the League Cup final, it was Davy Hay, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, who was the manager and uh, he was so proud of winning there and the scorers, Derek Lilly and Jamie McAllister. Yeah, they, they can become heroes yeah. and, and legends. Yeah. Uh, that's They've got to just think before they walk out in that pitch at, at two o'clock, listen, we've got 90 minutes to go and give it everything you've got and as I say, listen, they deserve to be there, both teams and both teams have got every opportunity for me to win it and if you do win it go and enjoy the moment mm. no cheers enjoy the Zoom party after Cubs <laughs> 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 open no well you can have a party because you've got Rangers on the <laughs> <laughs> we're back with more after this the Bull Radio Football Show let's go Obviously, the scoreline sits how it is in terms of the advantage we've got. But we certainly won't be going in with that mentality. We see this as a fresh game from a defensive point of view. We want to be a lot more tighter and a lot more difficult to play against. Having said that, we still want to carry a threat and um, we want to try and score as many goals as we can. We're at home. We're not going to sit and wait and protect. We're going to uh, treat this game in isolation and go for the win and be really aggressive and bold in how we play because this is our home and we want to show everyone how difficult it is to play against this team. When they come to Ibrox. Royal Antwerp tomorrow night at Ibrox. Stephen Gerrard on his 1,000th day as manager of Rangers, the champions elect just seven points away. It will happen in the next couple of weeks. Celtic, well, on Sunday night, the loss at Ross County was Neil Lennon's last match after losing 1-0. This is what he said at the end of the game. It's a strange one. I think it sort of encapsulates the season, really. You know, we've dominated the game. We've missed, we missed some unbelievable chances and then we can't defend a set player for some reason. So, you know, after that, then we missed another couple of great chances. It's a head scratcher tonight for sure. We were totally dominant. We came up here, as I said before the, the, the game, we won 5 0. We didn't play nowhere near as well as we did tonight, and we got nothing for it. So it's, um, yeah, it's a difficult one to stomach at the minute. And he's left the club, and it's John Kennedy in charge till the end of the season. Uh, let's take more calls. We're going on to the line now, and uh, Ryan, a Celtic fan, is on. Hi, Ryan, good evening. Hi, guys, how's it doing? Good, thanks. You? How are you feeling? Ah, not too bad. Yeah, what, what are you ah, thinking? Well, yeah. Uh, I just think it's a bit too little, too late. Mm-hmm. I just I don't understand the timing. Um, it's as if the fear that Rangers are going to win only get park keys and they've made the decision so they can say that well at least to, at least to either Lennon walked away or they try to change something to avoid that. I just think why they'll do it in October. Everybody, everybody in their dog could see that it clearly wasn't working. It wasn't going to get any better yet. They've waited to. It's, completely impossible for us to, to achieve in this season so I'm just I'm baffled by it and you're not alone there have been loads of Celtic fans on saying saying it um, people are baffled about the timing Barry 
yeah. I, I was surprised yeah. uh, be honest in your group chat we get mm-hmm. word there last night and yeah. then obviously this morning when you wake up you see that, that it, it's for real um, I, I'll be honest with you I thought Neil was going to stay at least to the end of the season I, I even seen him stay longer than that with the way he was coming out and speaking in his press crom- uh, conferences about obviously a rebuild so I think that's what frustrates the Celtic fans Paul if I'm being honest with you they, they were maybe wanting it a few months back they were waiting on it it was never coming there wasn't much coming for the board in terms of letting the fans for me the most important people at the club they put a lot of money in they, they go in the back of the club they go and buy season books and they, they want to know what's going on and they're still unsure Paul what way they're going forward as a new manager come in now are they waiting to the end of the season has John Kennedy got it to the end of the season they don't know they're unsure which is frustrating for the Celtic supporters fans are still angry Marvin yeah um, what Ron touched on there about changing it in October I wonder if the, the hierarchy of the club looked at it and thought you know there's not the options that we want out there at this moment in time you know, and it's obviously a long, long time for Kennedy to be in charge on an interim basis from from then to the end of the season. So, you know, maybe they've looked at it now and said, right, enough's enough. I think you know they've got eight games to play. You know, including including the split. You know, they can leave John in charge for that, and then they can start looking at options. And you know, now it's going to be one for me, I think, where they're going to say, right, the new manager will come in at the end of the season. Um, you know, they'll let John take these eight games and the new manager can start piecing together the players that he wants to bring in. And, you know, even behind the scenes, maybe even talking to the players that are that are at the club. You know, if he signs a contract and he's ready to come in, I'm, I'm you know, I'm sure the, man, the new manager will be allowed to, to speak to the players and see where their heads are at. And then he can start almost thinking about what he has to do in the transfer market. You know, if these three players are going to go, then I can replace them with these players and, you know, I can strengthen in this area. Um, and I think that's what Celtic will be doing. Um, but yeah, I definitely believe back in October when you know, a lot of people thought he was going to go, I think they looked at it and said, you know, the right options aren't out there at this moment in time. So it's better we stick with what we have rather than, you know, putting that kind of pressure on John Kennedy, who's never managed, um, you, know, mm. you know, a team before. It's a big step up, isn't it? To be the number one is very different. Ryan, who would you want to see as the new manager or director of football? Or what's your vision? Um, I'm thinking Rafa Benitez. I'm thinking when he aimed big. Um, but I think the worry that most Celtic fans have got is what, what if John Kennedy goes in a run? to the end of the season beats Rangers um, does Desmond go down in the last game of the season and get an offer the job to John Kennedy while he's in the bath you know because that's what happened the last time yep Hamden after the cup final <laughs> yeah um, Barry I, I mean I, I'm just thinking about I, I, seen Neil in the bath and Desmond Desmond <laughs> walk in I don't think it'll be the best image I know it uh, was, yeah now obviously, listen, there wasn't a clear plan. It was left... Look, left. I, I think yeah. they need a clear plan now. Yeah, They've obviously decided today that obviously Neil's resigned, um, but I think it's been yeah. spoke about between the, the two of them and it's happened. Now they need to go and have a clear plan and make sure they get the right person in, but they need to do it quickly. They need to start recruiting now. They need to start thinking about next season. Mm. I think if you leave it to the summer, it's, it's difficult to go and build a team to get ready to challenge straight away because remember Paul you've got the qualifiers the season will be upon you players need to come and settle in and it's a big market out there it's a tough market so you need to be in first sometimes um, before other clubs so they need to get a manager in quickly for me What about Rafa Benitez you know someone did say earlier on will Dermot Desmond uh, open up the checkbook again he's a multi-billionaire I know people don't throw money away but do they need someone like that there's a Liverpool connection as well Stephen Gerrard at Rangers Benitez at Celtic I think that's a really really expensive you know manager to, to try and get in um, you know he's obviously had 
you know, a contract offer at Newcastle and then he left and I think he went across to China or somewhere like that yep. and was on an yep. absolute fortune. It was, um, only, it was only, was it 250,000 a week? <laughs> That's what I mean. Maybe you know? more. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think he'll be in in any rush at this moment in time, but obviously if Celtic were, were able to get him, then, you know, that'd be absolutely, you know, brilliant. Um, kind of what Barry touched on now. I don't think any manager wants to go in now though, Barry, like with eight games to go, you know, you've got I'm players that are in the back, in the back. Oh yeah, in the background, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start prepping for next season, yeah. most definitely. But he likes to spend as well, doesn't he? He's yeah. used to big... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. I, I can't imagine, um, yeah. you know, Benitez kind of being interested. And if he is, then it'd be brilliant for Scottish football and for Celtic Football Club, um, 100%. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think I don't think he, he'll do it. And I think it's a, a job that needs a lot of energy as well. I think you need a manager who's you know, still enthusiastic and really wants to go in there and change things because, you know, as we all know, this is a huge job. You know, there's a, a lot of ripping up to do and a lot of, you know, new players to be brought in. And that's, that's going to take a lot of energy. And does Benitez have that in him to do it again? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, but what I was meaning is, like, not appoint the manager to come in yeah. now and take the team the manager at the background yeah. has a look over the squad watches mm. the games and also goes and identifies players that he's wanting to bring in mm. I think that's important what they do because if they leave it to the summer you mean you're, you're chasing your tail and it's Champions League place there you yeah. know, Rangers yeah. and Celtic Champions Start League qualifiers I think it's the, the start of July Celtic will be in earlier of course yeah. yeah. what's Nicky Hammond doing there I know he's he's at the club he had the recruitment Right. And the, the recruitment, let's be honest with you, has not, not been great. They've wasted yeah. a lot of money and, and signings have clearly not worked. Are you winding Ryan up by saying that, Ryan? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so Benitez, but you want a, a, a big... It's a good point you make if John Kennedy goes on a run or the team does, but surely they would accommodate him. Or Listen, I don't know. If you bring in big names, they like their own people. Barry said it earlier on. There's 12 to 15 people, sports scientists, all the rest. Yeah, people Barry. forget. Yeah. I think it's only the coaching staff, yeah. the manager and three coaches. You've got physios, you've got the doctors, you've got the sports mm-hmm. scientists, you've got the analyst guys, um, fitness coaches, all sorts. So mm-hmm. there's a big... There's a, a big number there um, and managers like to bring their own people and guys who they can trust. Ryan, what about the players? What would you? What part have they played in Celtic's downfall this season? I think the players have just responded to the, the culture Lennon's created. I think they've went for Rodgers who they were 24, 24 hour athletes under Rodgers and they've, I think Lennon in a press conference a couple of months ago alluded to the fact that, that he had to change the culture so I think he he changed it. It was... It was a bit more lackadaisical, and actually, you get what you pay for. And if if, if, the, if the Celtic board don't go out and speculate to accumulate, then I know a lot of Celtic fans won't be as eager to hand over um, their season ticket money next season. For again, we, we don't know when we're going to get back in the stadium, so they've got they've got a really big decision to make. And if they want to get the fans back on board, it needs to be it needs to be a big a big big name. Would you give Neil credit anything? Would you give him a credit for you know? Uh, the previous manager disappeared ex- almost exactly two years ago. Uh, overnight, he was gone, and Neil Lennon um, and gave you success at the beginning. Uh, he did, oh, but you need to remember Lennon. Lennon also left. Mm-hmm. Lennon worked his ticket and left, thinking he could achieve bigger and better things in Celtic, and, and clearly that never happened. So sure. Neil Lennon found his level, and he done a, He came in, done a job, and when, when Rogers sunk away to Leicester. Um, and that should have been end. It should have ended there. It should have ended mm-hmm. when, we, when we won the treble, treble. And Lennon should have been away and remained a Celtic legend. What he's did to us this season, along with Peter Long, Dermot Desmond, has been totally unforgivable. Um, do you not think in sadly, time? Sorry, Ryan. Do you not think in time you will come round to say, well, th- the great things that he did for Celtic, Neil Lennon? Well, 
Probably because if you'd, if you'd asked me last year if I'd ever take Rodgers back, I'd probably say no, but now, mm. now I'd be screaming for him back. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, football fans can be fickle. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you can hear it. Right, of course, you're so no, they're no fickle. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Okay, listen, Ryan, thanks a lot for calling and uh, we'll speak to you in the coming weeks. We'll see what happens. We hear that, we we think it'll probably be Stephen McManus in there helping, maybe Darren O'Dea as well, alongside uh, John Kennedy and uh, Gavin Strachan and the iPad. Yeah, well, it makes sense. I I know Stephen McManus and Darren O'Dea, I think it's under-21s and 18 coaches, so it it would make sense to come up and, and give them a hand. 0-0 0-0 at half time St Mirren against Motherwell and Tottenham have run away with it 8-1 in aggregate at the moment so uh, they're going into the last 16 this time tomorrow night Marvin let's look forward to Rangers what do you think is going to happen I know we spoke about it earlier on 4-3 a great game last week you don't really want to see a great game necessarily you just want to see Rangers go through yeah no exactly um, and as I said earlier I think it's going to be a, be a tight game and it's, it's all about the, the mentality Rangers go into the game with you know if they go into it knowing they're going to be in a difficult game and, and they perform to levels that they have been you know I don't think they'll have any problems at all um, it's just if you go out there and you're a bit sloppy in the first 10 or 15 minutes and you know and to get a goal then it completely changes the fixture so you know I think Stephen Jarrell will be drumming that into them let's not let, let that happen let's go and perform the way we know we can and, and go through to the last 16. Barry? Yep attitude's got to be spot on which has been the vast majority of the season there's been, been a couple of slip-ups but that happens in a season but um, I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think as I said they, they've got some dangerous players defensively they weren't great let's be honest with you so that's why I think Rangers will get a few opportunities and I'll, I'll probably go for 2-1 for Rangers 2-1 I would take that right now of course yeah <laughs> We'll, we'll take one nil. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing each. <laughs> well, Rangers have only lost two goals at home all season in the league. It's amazing, Marvin. Isn't it? And that's that's part of the story today. This was what Neil Lennon said to the fans on Sunday evening. I'm sorry, let them down again. It's not for the want of trying to win a game of football. So we're bitterly disappointed with that. And here's Stephen Gerrard about tomorrow. We're on the verge of turning Europe into a successful season again by, by matching last season's efforts to get into the last 16, but we've still got a big job to do tomorrow night. That's exactly what you were saying, big game tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Barry, you'll be back on Friday yes. with Sai. And Marvin, we wish you all the very best for the yep, Cup final luck, for Marvin. Livy. Thank you very much. Against I appreciate Johnson. it. Great to see you in the studio. Thanks yes. very much. Jokal Day is coming next. We're back tomorrow night. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. 